Bridges puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Palatelli. Aguero. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. All right, we're back after a week off. Uh, general soreness for all the boys. We all had excuses, but it's good to it's good to be back after a week off. Our first week since starting the podcast. Um, Cody, how did you find your week off, mate? My week off was good, thank you, Jack. I had um, had a buy in footy too, so I had a full week off. Look out! So I'm fully recovered, ready to go. And Shano, we're here with Shano again, uh, Formula One, NRL, and kangaroo expert. Mm, now, feeling very refreshed. I was the only one available, so I'm not sure whether we just didn't go ahead just because it was me, or not sure. But uh, single po- single pod could have been interesting. Single pod, you know, just deep in my thoughts with Riley Shannon. <laughs> yeah, would have uh, would have blown blown up Spotify, I reckon. But uh, yeah, I was I got a bit crook last week and a bit of soft cock artist, but. It's good to be back. There's been plenty of sports. What have we had? We've had the State of Origin uh, last week. Uh, the buys in the AFL, which I thought they'd been a bit boring, to be honest. Mm. Uh, a few blowouts in the footy. Uh, plenty happening in the golf world. We had the boxing fight a couple of weeks ago. And anything else to touch on? Bit of b-ball. Yeah, yeah playoffs. Of NBA of, playoffs. Bit of cricket. Finals. <clears throat> Pardon me. Bit of cricket. Bit of cricket. Bit um, of uh, Socceroos qualifying. Socceroos, massive. Huge. The Grey Wiggle taking us <laughs> to the World Cup. What a man. Uh, there's also the MLBs on, not that anyone really watches it. Uh, ice hockey, the Stanley Cups just started between Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, which has been good. Uh, Avalanche are favourites going into that for those playing at home. but mm, Plenty happening. Yeah, exactly. So I reckon if Shano's happy with it, we'll go straight into the state of origin. Sounds good to me. That's the furthest back that we've had to go. You're a blues but, man, aren't you? No, I was, as I was trying to explain to a few people, I don't really have a side, but I probably, I think uh, Cody said the same thing because we're Storm, we're Storm men through, through that they have the most uh, Storm players playing for them. So it's sort of easy just to sort of cheer a little bit for the Queenslanders. But in the end of the day, I just want to see good rugby, which is, Exactly what they delivered, I think. Did you guys get to lay your eyes on it? Yeah, I watched it. I reckon I watched it until about the 60th minute mark, which is it ends up being a good finish. But I was lipping off that boy Cameron Munster in the group you inbox. Were, you, were, <laughs> you were lighting him up. Came to his defence at half five, but he came to his own defence in the second half. He's um he's a special player. Mm. Why he sort of there was a play there where he took on about five blokes, and I'm like, jeez. Yeah, he's, he's, blokes, he's, blokes cool. he's just got that X factor. He can just change a game just like that. It's unbelievable. It's, look, it's good when he's um, uh, playing 5-8, playing which is the year number six. He's just And he plays with a good number seven, which he had Cherry Evans and Jerome Hughes when he plays for the Storm. They just control the game, set everything up, uh, control the side, and they just let him be him basically. So when he's allowed to do that, he's can just put things and just pull stuff out of his ass. I think the play that you were talking about, he's just trotting across field and not much happening and just bang, big left step and he's through 
and just opens things up all the time. But he was, as you said, he was dominant, even kicking as well, like his kicking game, playing people through, just unbelievable. So um, for, how, for how good he is on the field, I reckon he'd be better off it. Yeah, like that munted photo yeah. of him. He looks like he loves a frog. He's done now, though. Yeah. He's off the uh, Since he got done with the white substance, did a bit of Bailey Smith about it. <laughs> he's uh he's been clean, and then there's even a photo of him where uh, Felice Cafusi is trying to give him a beer after the game because they celebrate with some four X golds and that. Not sure whether it was just because it was a four X gold that he didn't want it, yeah. but uh, <laughs> he was just like, no, nah, no, nah, not doing it. So he looks in good nick. Mm, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. So and it's obviously paying off. But to get into the game breakdown, we had uh, uh, New South Wales ten, Queensland sixteen, which I did not see coming. I, my multi was all. All New South Wales, and um, but turns out that way. But it's uh, Queensland. I reckon just they made more of the, their pressure when they had a bit of a run on, a bit of momentum. They they cashed in like they scored every time that they went say inside the ten. They converted a higher percentage, is what I'm trying to say. Yep. So whereas I think New South Wales, they'd had a few disallowed tries, just getting a bit sloppy through the middle, not really knowing what's going on, like a few obstruction calls, but. I reckon my best for uh, New South Wales were Damien Cook really turned it on when they started to come back there. He's, uh, with the quick play the ball, he can really get in, get into that defensive line. Uh, Payne Huss, his fantasy stats were pretty high. Probably didn't see as much of an impact watching live, but provided some good driving. Clearly, he just does what he does. Really, it's hard to say. Hard to say that he was a real gun because he just sort of did whatever he usually does. But, um, no, he's probably copping some of the blame for the loss, really. Like, they're a bit unorganised, and that's his job, as I said, as a halfback. His job's to organise the side, and at times when they probably did concede, they looked a bit unorganised. So, But other than that, there wasn't a hell of a lot of standouts for New South Wales, which is probably concerning. Good question for people out there that don't watch too much. I know a lot of AFL fans watch State of Origin and maybe a few games here or there, but... For yourself, who besides the Storm player, of course, uh, who's probably one of your favourite players to watch um, and what position do they play? Give a bit of an insight to them if you can. Um, well, I do like to watch um, – I did like to watch Katoni Staggs this year. Like he's been just a phenomenal for the Broncos. Like he's been a, been a monster and he did play for New South Wales and it was – I do have that in my notes that I had him a very Katoni Staggs heavy multi on because I thought, yeah, he's going to take over. He's going to run – Straight over Valentine Holmes. And he's quite young, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty young, pretty raw, but he's just so powerful and quick and strong. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I reckon he'll do a number. And they did not throw him the ball at all. And then he had an injury and then he ended up getting taken off. So he's probably had the worst origin debut that he could have imagined. But, um, yeah, I like watching your sort of outside centers that just explosive uh, outside centers. But Nathan Cleary, I do like watching him. Like even your Matt Burton's just the way they control the game and sort of know exactly what everyone's going to do. It's impressive. Another thing for those that don't watch NRL, I'm pretty sure everyone knows who Nathan Cleary is, but he literally, he literally looks like a totem pole. His jaw is <laughs> that big. It yeah. is ridiculous. But, um, uh, what about you, Cody? Um, I was just going to mention there was one like I think he played for Queensland. That Was he that 19-year-old? I don't know how to say his name. Is it Jeremiah... Nanai, is that? Is that yeah, Nanai, yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big he's boy. Thick. He's an inside. Uh, he plays back row. He plays for the, he's having a breakout year as well for uh, North Queensland. He's a North My Queensland boy. boy. He's, um, what do you call it? He had the try that got taken off on him, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah so. he's a huge. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys have a lot of big boys. Mm. 
good side. Absolutely. In some of the um, – and a lot of those boys did play for the Queensland side, which I had my best for them. Obviously, Cameron Munster was the best player on the field. But accompanied by Valentine Holmes, like you think that one just before half time where they New South Wales kicked through. If they had had Ocala, the fastest men on the planet, he might have got there. But Valentine <laughs> Holmes just absolutely hammered it and just was able to knock it dead to save a try there. But just before the half, but his defensively, like he was getting back, covering a lot of ground. So really good stuff from him. Uh, Patrick Carrigan, he played through the middle. He came off the bench and then just stayed on and played a lot of minutes. He's a he's a Bronco man. Really, really dug deep there towards the end. Like he was off his legs, but uh, played really well. And Ruben Cotter, he's another North Queensland fella. He played lock to start, but then when Nanai went down, he ended up going to back row, which is like on the outside, which a lot of players can't aff- can't really play inside and outside because you know the speed and the power that needs uh, differentials. He played eighty minutes as well in multiple positions, so it was really. Really unbelievable from him, but um, just a very Craig Bellamy-esque type side because Billy Slater was the coach and he's played under Craig his whole career. So you'd think uh, he's got fast, mobile forwards through the middle, being able to defend multiple positions, and they just really just grinded away and they were able to come out on top. So well done to them. Huge news, the state of origin. But there was another win, and I wouldn't even call it a win. I'd call it a massive upset on Sunday. There's a team that we've followed on this podcast called the Canterbury Bulldogs, right? Mm, Uh, They were second or third last on the ladder. Yes, written off by some people in this room. Yes, and also another boy that listens, Harley McRae. And they go and play, the. I think they were fourth at the time, Parramatta Eels, and just said, how do you like them apples? And smacked them by about 30, I think, in the end. Wiped them off the park. So Canterbury Bulldogs might be making a late charge to win the win it all. And they're backing it up against a depleted uh, West Tigers who have just sacked their coach, got rid of one of their best players in the last week. He's been released to the Cowboys, so another big addition to them. Um, but, yeah, they're playing again this weekend, Sunday Arvo, very late marination. So if there's no uh, AFL on, I would suggest for our listeners to tune in, get on that one. It will be on Channel 9, so... The boys, they're gaining momentum, they're rolling, they're still absolutely nowhere near it. They're starting to see what we predicted towards the start of the year. Well, you're hoping so because uh, the first half of the season for North uh, and for the Bulldogs hasn't been great, but it's what you do in the second half. So that's very good report, mate. We'll go to a quick break for now and then Cody's going to hit us with a bit of NBA. Um, we're kicking in some basketball, so I can't remember the last time we were on and there was a game, so I'm gonna, just going to take it back a little bit. I think it was it was nearly 2 all Boston's way. It might have even been earlier than that. I reckon it was 2-1. So right. Golden State's won the last two, and I reckon they're probably going to win on Friday, and they're going to win it all. At Boston. Huh? At Boston. Beep, yeah. beep. <laughs> Do you hear that truck backing up? Because there was a bike that said Tatum MVP and Celtics in five. No, you misheard it. I said Golden State in six and Steph MVP. Right. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Well, just, it's, just, that's looking pretty I just good. mumbled, yeah. Anyways, so the game yesterday was Golden State 104 to Boston 94. And Steph didn't play very well at all. No, zero. E, no threes. No threes. And 288 games in a row, he's hit a three-pointer except for the game just gone. So his streak is now irrelevant. 
No more. Mm. That is done. That is actually, if you think about that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's that's three and a half seasons. Yep. It's no, sorry, it's only three seasons yep. of threes. And that was his first first playoff game of his career. He didn't hit a three pointer in it. Also. Well, fuck. I tell you what. If I was playing AFL footy and I had eight shots a game, set shots a game, I reckon I'd kick one a game. From outside 50. <laughs> <laughs> Still. Yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> no, I do agree with you. Nine. I mean, he, sorry, he had nine shots. Yeah. But, but you got to look at it. It's We've talked about this on the podcast previously, but if he doesn't get it for you, um, Clay's going to get it for you. Clay well, played okay, but then there was a bloke called Andrew Wiggins who, who copped a roasting from the public, not that it's his fault that he got picked in the halfway through for the All-Star team to start. And it was like, gee whiz, come on. Like he's had an okay year, but he's he's come leaps and bounds and pretty much last two games he was massive. I know the game before he had 15 rebounds and he was just, he become that sort of a good power forward yeah, that you wanted. 26 and 13 rebounds. That that 26 was huge too because it was like halfway through the second quarter they come up and that, the scores were pretty, about, pretty much even and he, he went on a flurry of like six or eight points and then, the fourth quarter, he just turned it on. A couple of steals. Yeah, he's, I was just going to say, it's not his points and assists that he's been playing well. He's been defending really well mm. on Tatum, who's one of the best in the game. And Tatum is still getting his points, to be fair. The defending that Wiggins is doing on him, like Tatum, instead of getting 27 a night, he could be getting 37 and it could be 3-2 you know, the other way around. It, com- really. it comes down to in the finals, though, and um, it's it comes down to like key moments in the game. Like Tatum might have, I think he had 27 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But he missed two free throws twice at separate yeah. times. He airballed it twice and he had two turnovers in the last. Like, yes, you might have 27. but And same thing, I think Jalen Brown had 16 points, but his shooting was horrific. He went in the 20% range. So like, doesn't stack up when you need it. Like, I, just felt, I just felt like he was forcing it as well. Yeah. Like, he was forcing the issue a bit. Like, he's just like, oh, put me in the post. And then, like, he goes to Let his, me be that spin guy. Spin to the baseline. They double him, hoiks it up. When I'm like, when they went on that run in the third, like, he'd just drive the ball, kick, smart to be hitting his threes, Horford's hitting his threes, or they make the extra pass. And trying to force it. And they're open. Like, ball movement is good offense. I mean, that was a big thing with Golden State, like, the game that, that they just won. Everyone always says Golden State, you know, they live by the three, die by the three. They're only winning games when their three points are dropping. But they shot nine from 40. Had 40 attempts and only hit nine of them. They still ended up winning by 10 points. Yeah, and the Celtics started so, zero and 12 from three to start yeah. the game. Like, yeah, They shot at 22% from three-point line and still ended up getting the dub. So. And over 100 points as well. It's not yeah. like they won like 80 That's to 70. I mean, yeah. So as you said, when they've just got so much star power that if one doesn't do it, the next bloke will do it. Jalen Brown needs to have a massive game six. I think he needs mm-hmm. to he needs to hit twenty five plus, and they need and like I said, that it's not just in how you do it. You can have twenty five points and shoot, you know, eleven from twenty five. But he yeah, he just needs to be needs to have a huge game. Any other comments from you on the basketball at the moment? Um, nah. What about the turnover game? Yeah. What about the turnover side? What's the story there? Well. Pretty much if, every game that they every game they do it more than sixteen times, sixteen turnovers. I think they were like two and twelve or something yeah. like that. And they've had eighteen yeah. just a couple of days ago. And for context, GW up uh, GWS GWS. I was going to say GWS before. <laughs> Golden State had six for the whole game, so they've literally had twelve more possessions. Like already. you said, 
it's about passing the rock around and who's more cleaner when it when it counts. Because when it comes to finals, unless you're playing a LeBron Cavaliers team, it doesn't come down to one player. So that's right. I agree. The NBA drafts on next week. Um, who's got one piece of rockets? The list right no. in front of me. Orlando. Orlando's got Orlando it. And then one, pressure. Pick. OKC two, Houston three. Just check. Go number one. Chet Holmgren, that is for those at home. I. Yeah, he's been likened to. That's why it's a he's been pick. likened to a white version of Kevin Durant, which is huge because Kevin Durant's one of the best. But yeah. it's yeah, there's a there's a range of people that could go number one. I, I haven't looked too much into it, but mm. well, it's either uh, I don't know names specifically, but there's it's going to be that Chet from um, from Gonzaga. There's this guy Jabari from, Smith. Jabari Smith. Smith. So he's from um, Auburn. Keegan Murray as well is up there. Who's that. the guy from Duke? Uh, I don't know. Paolo Benchero. Benchero. <laughs> he's yeah. just a big, like he's a Blake Griffin type build. Just offensively pretty good, but he's just having like defensive, just probably a bit too patchy on defense, which I don't think Orlando can afford to take someone that's a bit patchy on defense because they found like a bit of offensive in Suggs, Wagner. They need a big man. That's right. And I think they've got they, – but then you could say like I think Wendell – is probably someone that they can play like a DeAndre Ayton type role. Yeah, they got Lopez there. And as just well. get it. And then they're like, oh, what do you do with Mo? You probably have to flick him off. Yeah. Like, I reckon they do take Chet because I think they got enough inside, but you just like, I don't know. It's That's why I said pressure pick. Like, whoever's next, who is it? Like, Timbal. No, no, sorry. Who's the Orlando, next pick? Okay, say Houston, Sacramento, and Detroit are top oh, five. See, I think like Houston are just Detroit? going, what? Oh, we'll just take whoever is left. Yeah. Whereas, like, for those wondering who this Chet Holmgren bloke is, he looks like an even dumber, taller, dopier version of Corey Hickford. Yeah, and it's not—it's I know dumb is probably shouldn't be in that category, but yes, but he hits threes. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. Takes as many shots as Corey, but uh, in the D grade basketball on Monday nights, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) just throws them up and hopes for the best. But hits them. My my Knicks have got um, pick eleven, so no doubt they'll stuff that Mm -hmm. up somehow, and then I'll be. Sad again for well, another year and two. Actually, Shenemy picks OKC's okay, so got. Yep. They the just next. got rid of one the other day. They just they gave away a first rounder for like nothing. Like just for actually they gave it to uh Denver just for a twenty twenty seven first rounder or like two twenty twenty seven first rounders and they're just like, All right, Denver, good luck. <laughs> but I reckon you're gonna smell in twenty twenty seven and we're gonna be good by then and we're still gonna have a first rounder. Yeah, that's yeah. the so, thing with when you trade away Future picks like in AFO, you can only trade away a Next year, year. Yeah. in advance. Shit, but like that's a good thing with the American sports because you can trade away five years, in, five years can, in advance. So it's sort of like yeah, you can put your nuts on the line a bit as a yeah. GM, you need, you need you? to think about it a bit more and look at what what a team's roster is like and no doubt be like, also oh, fuck you though. Yeah, sort of good though. Yeah, it can fuck, it can stuff you. Because imagine what North would have done like trying to get Dusty and Pole. Like we would have traded away the next three years, buddy. And you probably should have. First rounders, <laughs> and we still wouldn't have got him. And, yeah. he, and he would have retired now. Yeah. And then we would have been like on the bottom and we wouldn't have had any top draft picks. And we would have been like, oh, my God. Uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting how they do it. That's for sure. Poor North. Um, I've put out some questions to the Instagram faithful when one of them was, so we're jumping ahead here, but whilst we're talking about the basketball, who is the best player in the NBA at the moment? Um, and, it's, and I'm not just going from finals. Like I'm going from the sample size of the last – Three years. So we're like doing a draft right now and who's your number one pick type thing? We'll go with that. I like that. But to win a game tomorrow. Yep, sure. And let's say that 
they can be injured, but they could be healthy at the time. Like you're just going, who's currently active last three years? Who's, who are you taking? That's, I think it's a broad question because you can do like the best player or you can do if there's, you know. Like point, a team-based point, player. Like there's a second left, who do you want taking the shot sort of thing? Everybody's you know healthy. I mean? Playing a game tomorrow. I'm yeah. taking Kevin Durant. I was going to say KD. But I reckon Giannis is getting up to that. So I've got him. I've got Jokic because he can do so much. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Joel Costa's got Jokic as well. He can dominate points. In boards or facilitate to his shooters with ease. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I probably can't read this one out because that is crude. Um, and Simpsons underscore fabrication 98, mm-hmm. love the Instagram name, has got Kermit Wiltz from the new – have you watched the new movie with Adam Sandler? I have not. Oh. And that? you that, seen it? Yeah, no, no I've seen I the shorts not. for it actually yeah. the other day. Yeah, so Kermit Wiltz is the player that Anthony Edwards plays. Who's that sent him from again? What's that? Who sent that in? Simpsons underscore fabrication <laughs> I think that's fucking Sandra. Is it? Oh, Darcy yeah. Simpson, possibly. Yeah. Um, sure. Shout out. Simpson fabrication. I've got a heap of curries on here. Fair. If I'm just going to play curry to win me the game on a shot, Timo Cruz from Coach Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost in the end in Coach yeah, Carter. So true. I actually um I seen a story about that. Might might have been on Tommy Sheridan's podcast where one of the AFL players went to see when they were getting drafted, went and seen Mark Williams, Choco Williams, the coach, and he said, you know, what's your favourite movie? And he goes, uh, yeah, and he goes oh, it's Coach Carter because, you know, it's uplifting, it's expiring. And Mark Williams goes, that movie's shit. You know what, shit's because they lost. Shit answer, shit movie, we're not drafting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just savage, isn't it? So, you just get both going Durant to finish that off. Yeah. I'm going to say KD, but you could probably play Two or three names up there, also, but I'm going to say KD. Agreed. Because he's unguardable. Beautiful boys. Um, go for a break and then we'll time to get into it. Righto, we'll get into some cricket. So, Australia versus Sri Lanka series is on at the moment. Um, is, that, is that in Sri Lanka? Do you know? Um, yeah, it is. It's yeah. not in Australia, is it? No. <laughs> Just for the listeners out there. Yeah, they're playing at Deakin tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so Sri Lanka batted first, made 7 for 300. Um, the average first in the score at the ground, I don't know how to say this, I'm going to get crucified by trying to pronounce this. Pala Kelly, is that right? That's, yeah, we'll, we'll roll that. that. We'll roll with that. So Australia so, only took one spinner into the game, which was Ashton Agar, and he took two for 49 off his 10 overs. Um, Crystal Mendes was unbeaten on 86 of 87 balls. So pretty good quick. Yeah, very good player. Um, Australia got off to an average start, which is what's new. Mm, so David Warner getting trapped in front, LBW, which Kicking is. One. Yeah. David Warner's either. Looks like he's prime Don Bradman or looks like he's non-prime he's Jack Brophy playing cricket. Well, There's no in-between. Yeah, never played an organised <laughs> game, so fair enough. Um, Dave Warner's struggled overseas for a long time, yeah. hasn't he? He's a little bit of a... From an outsider's perspective. Yeah. I think he made a few runs in like one of these other games, but, but um, to be fair to him, the uh, Sri Lankan fellas, first two overs with a new shiny rock, they do tend to go all right and then you can fill your boots later on with true. them. Um, a Sri Lanka, sorry, Jim dropped. A Sri Lanka, a rated team in Test cricket. 
Um, I, I, that's their side where you, you go in as favourites every single game that you play against them the last fifteen years. But interesting that you can definitely lose. It's not like it's a massive turn up if you lose to them in Sri Lanka, but they are. You yeah, you'd say Australia are favourites. So the Australian innings, as I just mentioned, David Warner done a goal, so that was good on him. Um, Stoinis hit a quick fire, forty four of thirty one. Finch is actually in some form lately. Mm. Hit 44 off 41, and Smith got 53 off 60 balls. And then the big show, Maxi, got us home with an awesome um, unbeaten 80 off 51 balls, finishing the game with back-to-back sixes. So Maxi just coming in at number Maxie seven does. as well. Yes. They slid him all the way down the order. I feel like you're either a Maxwell fan or you're not. I love him. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I know. Um, a couple of mates of mine don't rate him at all, and any time they see his name anywhere, they absolutely crucify him for what for though. How do you? How do you? Oh, hate I think him? I think it's just the because he's a bit inconsistent. But oh, like I bet you they love Cyril Rioli though. Like Cyril didn't kick five and you know every game. He's one of those players that has that X factor where you can't. Right. Ex- he's not going to hit thirty five. Every, every... And the big thing with Maxi is like his role in the team. Is like he can get quick fire runs. He can turn a game just like that, win a game off his own bat. Obviously, like he just did, and Absolutely. like that's, you, you that's, need someone like that in your team. If he did it every time, he'd be yeah, the best player of exactly. all time. You know, you, like, yeah. it's the same as like your, um, you know, in footy terms, like your Jordan Goes and Stringers and stuff like that. Exactly like, right. They can change the game, but when that's they're right. on, everyone's like, "Oh, how good are they?" Yeah, but when they're shit, off, here we go. Everyone's quick to crucify oh, him. Right. So I think Maxi's sort of in the similar boat to that. But that's why they're called game him. winners for a reason. Yeah, I love him. Because I don't get a game winner every time. He's in there. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Very so good. So we also have a test series going on at the moment, New Zealand versus, in- versus England. Sorry for my stuttering. So that match just finished and there was a lot of runs. In good. It was good the- test cricket. It was very good. So I have a little stat here. So it was... The most runs in a test match from boundaries. Ever. Ever. Did so they count was, them back, did they? Classic England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was um, 225 fours hit in the game and 24 sixes for 1,044 runs. Is the Pakistani curator been <laughs> out again, has he? Fucking hell. So it was just rolled on just on – they just played on a hard – just a hard wicket with some synthetic turf. They're at the Heathrow yeah, Airport. Just, just fill your boots. It is a Trent Bridgestone that's played on like a dodecahedron type ground. <laughs> it is uh, the most weird ground because they're just like classic England. They just build sands wherever they have to. And Pretty it's much. like angles going everywhere. So Johnny Bairstow made 100 off 77 balls, which was the second quickest 100 by an Englishman ever. Mm. Did, you watch, did you watch any of it? Was uh, it's it's, it is. It's oh, sort of good to watch the first session, but I watched it uh, early on, but not uh, towards the end. But like, looking at the scorecard, that second inning is like they started off a bit rusty there. Like they were 4 for 93, needing 270. So he's really dug in, like not even dug in, like he's powered away. But And then Root, as soon as Root goes out, he made three or four yeah. balls, probably like. The pooper valves of the English uh, <laughs> fans would have been, oh, my God, here we go. But that's really good from our best. So even Stokes with a 75 in there as well. Um, the Johnny Bairstow, the, when I was watching it, the New Zealanders just kept bowling short to him. 
one short, and he just kept leaning back and just see you later. Yeah, and they kept they kept doing it, and he's yeah, again. He is he's a very good player, but um yeah, Joe Root, Ollie Pope, Daryl Mitchell, and Tom Blundell all made tons in the first innings, mm. and um, that Daryl Mitchell he only got picked in the first test because Williamson was injured. Mm. That's his second ton for the yeah. series, I think. Yeah. He's fucking killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of cricket news for you. So, speaking of over overnight sports, mm. F1, what do we oh. got? No worries. So, I think uh, since our last time on, or since my last time on, I think, we might have had a couple races. But we had Monaco. I think I previewed Monaco and I said maybe don't stay up and watch it. Because it is tends to be one of the more boring ones due to overtakes, and that is exactly what happened. Uh, Sergio Perez got the win there, but I'm going to skip ahead from that one. As of Sunday night, sorry, Saturday, no, Sunday night, it was a good one to stay up and watch because we all uh, we all had the Monday off. Uh, we were at Azerbaijan, which is, is in, Kazakhstan. No, Azerbaijan <laughs> is the Kazakhstan. We're in Baku. So that is one of my favourite ones to watch because it does have a feature of a three-point-something-kilometre straight, which uh, by the end of it, the cars are getting up to 330 kilometres an hour and stopping within 100 metres to turn on a right angle. So it's very, very uh, exciting circuit because there is a lot of overtaking. It, it does Plenty. Let me, let me get into it, Cody. <laughs> so, that's right. Our top five, we finished with Verstappen, Perez. Uh, George Russell, again, with his just another uh, consistent top five finish. Um, so that's every single race this year he's been finished in the top five. So Where was my man Charles? Charles Leclerc. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, don't worry, I've got a feed on them. Oh. And then Hamilton fourth and Gasly for the first time finished in the top five. So it's good for him to... Get back a month, uh, some good points. A DNF, so a DN did not finish as sadly Signs and Leclerc. They probably had one of the most competitive cars all season, but they've both had engine issues. So Signs again, again. I think I've talked about this the last time out. I'm not sure where it was, but they had both had engine issues. Signs was about 11 laps in, conked out, loss of power, and Leclerc had a power unit issue, which is just major. Major, major problems for them. For a fast car, they just reliability. It was very, very hot in Baku. So it's overheated and they just can't stand up to it. And it's not just them. Guan Zhu, he also had another DNF and Kevin Magnuson. And one thing in common here, they all have Ferrari engines. They might drive for different different uh, brands, but they all have Ferrari engines. So out of the five people that didn't finish, four of them had Ferrari engines. So I'm not a big F1 man, but do you reckon they've ever heard of Coolant? Coolant? Yeah. yeah maybe that just, could be a... Maybe they need know. the sprinklers not, on turn one just to yeah, spray. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Run through the mist. Yeah. Not too sure, but yeah, that is actually quite interesting for especially Ferrari and for F1 to have that issue on multi-million dollar cars. Mm. They do push it to the limit, though. Like there's sometimes where if you've got a bit of a lead, uh, like you need to sort of not push as hard, like really slow down, save the tyres, save the engine. Uh, you can't really follow. Well, last year you couldn't really follow behind anyone for more than like three laps because like the hot air coming off their car obviously hits up your engine type thing as well. But um, no, very concerning because they're leaving a lot of points out there. For a team that has a fast car, they're leaving a lot of points, which is sort of allowing uh, Red Bull to push away. But good on them. As terms of our uh, Aussie fellow, though, 
because that's the question that we're always got on our lips. He uh, finished eighth, which is a really good uh, result for him, actually. He started pole position at 12, I think. Sorry, not that, pole yeah, position. Him and Norris 12, were so. 11 and 12th. He got, actually got a bit of luck. So he went long, started on a hard tyre, which means he can go for longer, and uh, had to run the risk of uh, needing a virtual safety car to allow him to come in and pit because you it's twenty you, you lose 20 seconds a lap for a normal pit and he lost 10 seconds because everyone had to slow down. So he got the safety card just as his tyres were going off, which allowed him to only lose a few places. But, no, he's done really well. They needed a double points finish with Norris just in behind him. So it might not uh, stop the critics coming at his neck, but um, it certainly is going to help. But Does Verstappen the favourite to take out the whole thing? Uh, I'd say so. I think his biggest competition is probably from his teammate Perez, but um, fair to say that they're not going to let that happen. <laughs> yeah, right. They're just going to say, get out of the way. But Bit of a Talladega night set up that's there. Right. Sainz and Leclerc, the only people that can challenge him and at the moment, if they can't even finish races, there's not even any point. So they've got a bit of a gap at the moment. So something's going to have to go pretty well for um, Leclerc to reel that back in, but... In terms of this weekend, we've got another one coming up. It's going to be a tough one to watch. It's uh, up in Canada. It's going to be a 4 a.m. on Monday start. So if you're an early riser and you're committed, it's totally fine because it'll probably finish about 5.36 a.m. So you can still roll off to work or off to the gym like some of us, one-third of us in this room tend to do. <laughs> but, uh, no, that'll be exciting. So pretty good pretty good wrap. So happy with it. Very good, mate. And just before we go to a break, I've uh, got a little bit of a new segment uh, I want to want to try today. Are so you throwing us under the bus mm, again? No, I'm not. I'm actually throwing myself under the bus here. Oh, so with yeah. help from uh, foreign correspondent Bronson in Cairns, he's given me a list of on this days that have happened. Uh, basically, well, this one's for over the last century just because Ooh. of how it works out. But... I'm going to give you a list of them, and basically you can discuss between them what you reckon is the most, uh, the best on this day. So these are all true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like right, on this okay. day, this yep. bloke did this or whatever. So on this day in 1909, representatives from England, Australia, and South Africa meet at Lords and form the Imperial Cricket Conference. So that's that's the only one really dated back. Mm-hmm. 2001. Uh, on this day in the NBA Finals, Los Angeles Lakers beat the 76ers in Game 5 uh, to go back-to-back and Shaquille O'Neal wins the MVP for the second straight year. Dead rubber. 2003, <laughs> Dead rubber. 2003 Spurs beat the Nets, Game 6. Big news. Tim Duncan, MVP. 2004, Detroit Pistons beat the Los Angeles Lakers in Game 5 to complete one of the greatest upsets in NBA history. That's yeah, probably the leader at the moment. MVP, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey. Uh, San Antonio Spurs again in 2014 beat Miami Heat for their fifth championship. Kawhi Leonard wins the MVP. I remember watching that. Mm. I do remember watching I was that. in English. I was, was in English. I was in English. <laughs> yeah. English class. <laughs> 2018 in the World Cup, Portugal 3, Spain 3. Cristiano Ronaldo scores a hat-trick, fourth player to score in four different World Cups. First to score in eight consecutive major tournaments. And 2019 major trade between the Pelicans and the Lakers for Anthony Davis and the other blokes. And the other blokes. Well, there's there's a list of it. You know what the trade was like. It was Ingram, Ball, Hart, three future first round picks. Oh, wow. I wasn't t- do you reckon that's that's obviously paid off because they got a 
a chip, chip, but that's right. not as it's nowhere near as relevant as winning Did you the actual see chip. What yeah. Anthony Davis come out with the other day. He hasn't picked a basketball up since April, April, April or something. Yeah, I don't believe that. Surely, surely not. Just what Lakers fans need. Yeah, need to hear exactly what you want to hear. Anyway, back to the on Sorry. this day. Sorry, what 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 gets it for you? Probably the, either the Pistons one or the Spurs with Kawhi beating the Heat. Probably the probably the Pistons one though because they beat Shaq yeah. and Kobe with. With no, no, no Hall of Famers. Yeah. No, no All-Stars. Yeah, I'd say oh, Surely they don't all-stars. The Hall of Famers now, sorry, but they weren't All-Stars that year. Yeah, right. But what about the cricket one, 1989? I don't know the I rel- don't even know what the Imperial Cricket Conference is. Yeah. I presume it's. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, nah, good one. Oh, Big that's. Oh. Uh, yeah, but. I'd say probably the Pistons. Yeah, that's Pistons. not from a nice point of view. That's pretty big. Anyway. We'll go to a break now, and uh, I reckon, what do you reckon, a bit of AFL next, boys? Do yeah, it. we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Or actually, what about a bit of uh, the World Cup qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. Or we got some quiz, I mean, not quiz, um, we got Instagram questions. We've we got, got Instagram questions. Good Wait. quiz, too. Wait, who quiz. knows what we're going to go with next? When? Not, it, not Buckle, even we do. We'll Buckle up. up. We've got a lot to come. <laughs> Turns out we're going to be talking about golf. So let's get into it. US Open uh, starts tomorrow at 8.45 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, your favourites, you got Rory McIlroy at 11. Corey's man, Justin Thomas, 13 bucks. He's a man. He, I'm a big JT fan. Yep. I, I reckon he's a big chance as well. But there's another bloke called Matthew Fitzpatrick paying $25. Now, he... Averages the least amount of bogeys at the US Open course, which is that I've forgotten where it's at, so my apologies. But that's a little interesting fact for you there because um, when it comes down to the championship shots, it's obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna be hitting seventeen under. It's very rare, very rare for something like that to happen. So Matthew Fitzpatrick for me is the tip. Feel free to come at me on the socials when he's plus eight to start the round. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's all right. So um, a little bit happening in the golf world. We all know about um, Johnson, Dustin Johnson going across, Phil Mickelson going across to the LIV Golf. Still don't know what that acronym stands for, but... Um, they could put a bit of heat for it, don't they? Oh, I'm yeah. not following it a lot, but like... More, Actually, more from, more from the journalist point of view. Yeah. I do know what the Absolutely. LIV acronym is. Yeah? It is 54 in Roman, Roman numerals, sorry, because that's how many holes they play. Yeah, right. So it's yeah. a, it's a, it's Someone a told me that the other day. I don't know if it's a true fact or not, but someone did tell me that the other day. I'll um I'll do my stats in the next break and I'll come back to you. Saudi Arabia is really I'll, big for Roman numerals. I'll Google it right now what 54 is yeah, in Roman You usually bring nothing to the table, so get on your phone. And uh, I'll talk about this. But I actually put out a poll as part of the questions today in fact of do you have an issue with players joining their LIV or the 54, we should be saying. It is correct. Um, well done, Cody there. I need a pair of eyes. Statsman, hard yakkers. Um, and we had a whopping 89% of people say no and 11% said yes. So basically what they're saying, well, I don't want to put words into our Instagram faithful's mouth, but it's like, well, if you're going to be getting paid that much, I can understand it. What do you What do you reckon? That's right. I think, well, if uh, anyone needed a pay rise, it would be golfers. Absolutely. They, they need the money. So, <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I think. Bugger them. Like, if they're going to offer something, you can't just rely on, oh, you know, it's not good for the spirit of golf and the tradition and 
things like that. Like, go get fucked. Like, I think I, I, think I said this before it actually started. One of the golfers, I can't remember who it was, might have been Lee Westwood or one of the yeah, older boy, old, yeah. elderly um, boys on the tour, said there's no difference between Shannon getting offered a new job somewhere else for more money. Exactly. Right? It's the same thing. Mm. They're just I mean? kicking and screaming because it's going to ruin, like, their traditions and things like that. But, like, after when those clubs and, like, tournaments were probably, thing, you know, like, they probably weren't allowing every type of race to bloody play and things like that, you know Back what I mean? Like, well, Tiger Woods so got like, scolded over before Exactly the same yeah. as the bloke hitting the hole-in-one and they were throwing beers and stuff, as I said last time. Yeah. It'd just be the old golf play for the gentleman's yeah. game that are cracking the shits over it because That's right. Move it's forward. they used to do 60 years ago. There is another element to it in the terms of that it's – it could be classified as dirty money coming across from the Saudi Arabians in the fact that it could be blood money in but you know Manchester you know what Manchester City do it other teams do it and I, th- I think another um, reason why people aren't liking it and I can sort of see a point to it is the depending on who's pl- going to be playing in it the competitiveness of it might taper a lot because of how much the Winnings are. I think if you came last in that tournament that I just had, I think it was still 120 grand or something, yeah. something like that. So I think that they're, they're sort of. Thinking, and what's the winner? The winner got four mil, I think. Maybe. Fuck, Matt, I'd oh, still try to play a good. I think golf. it was a 34 million dollar pool. Jesus. I think the sign-on fees were. Yeah, and the sign-on fees were yeah. ridiculous. But I think lots of people were saying maybe the competitiveness might drop a bit because some blokes might be like, "Oh, I don't care if I finish tenth, I'm still going to get shitloads of money." Yeah. So, yeah, but if you play golf and you're good at it, you might as well try and win four mil. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. like yeah. And then you know they're professional athletes, so your competitive juices are going to come out. Reminds me a bit of the old uh, WWE uh, WCW back in the day with the old invasion. Mm. <laughs> Raw is war. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Rick Flair might be uh, teeing off on the first. We never know. Absolutely. Um, but um, as fellow Australians. I'm sure we we're all up the other morning at four o'clock watching at the World Cup qualifier. Mm, yeah, I did yeah. get up for a piss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think I was up before. I actually watched the. I woke up and checked the scores straight away, and seen it was going to extra time, so I jumped up out of bed. By the time I whacked the TV on, it was already extra time was done. And I was starting the penalties, so I watched oh, all the penalties. Elite timing. So you missed yeah, very good. You timing. missed very nothing. Good. Yeah, I <laughs> missed absolutely zero. But yeah. <laughs> I watched the highlights and. We were lucky to get away with it. I think um, they had a couple hit the post and a couple missed chances. I believe, probably... our pos- I believe our possession was a lot stronger and we had more shots, but their shots were yeah. a lot more like, fuck, we're fucked here. Yeah. Uh, big 119 minute, you take off Matty Ryan, our skipper. Our skipper. Um, he's been a fantastic player at Brighton. I think he's in the Japan League now, or Chinese League, but he's been a stalwart for us for years. And they bring on Andrew Redmayne, the grey wiggle. Mm. And the story behind that is that they reckon he's the best penalty taker, obviously, in the country. But they reckon fucking big fella. Yeah, they reckon he's just like he's been that good at it. And not even Matt Ryan knew that he was coming off. So only the only a a select few staff members knew. Mm. And then obviously he's come on big red and thrown the uh, Peruvians' water bottle into the crowd with with the uh, hints on it, with the hints for which player is going to shoot where. And, um, yeah, he's just taken over by a storm. But another interesting thing about that is the three keepers that were selected for Australia, I think the other bloke's also V, can't remember his name. We do this a lot. 
But uh, the three players, Matt Ryan, um, Andrew, and the other fella, they were all at the Central Coast Mariners a couple of years ago. Together. Together on the same list. It's like the Alabama quarterback room with Mac Jones, Tour, <laughs> and uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so it's that's very interesting. That's, um, big props to Matty Ryan, though. Like, yeah. Not being captain and getting subbed. Yeah. But Just walked he off, took, took his it lick. like an absolute champion. This is That was his um, Schwarzer. Is that the right fellow? Yeah, the one that, that was his moment, like to go into the history books, and they sort of took it away from him, gave it to Redmayne, but like he was still all about it. Like he still didn't let go in for 120 minutes. That just shows you how much he, he still he wants he it. Watch him. He was still on the sidelines, like jumping yep. around, fist pumping, like being that much into it emotionally. As, that's, that's buying, isn't like, it? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Graham yeah. Arnold would have would have had his head cut off. If that had a gone pear shaped day, so that's a ballsy move and it paid off. Mm. And we're going to a World Cup to defeat Tunisia, France, and Denmark. And Denmark. So it's there's a chance we could be a slight chance in that. It's not a death group by any chance. I've seen worse. Was it when we had Germany and Brazil. Italy or yeah. something in the same group? Or like, no, we had Germany and Brazil and Croatia, <laughs> I think. Or so oh, it was something, yeah. it was something, something ridiculous. Gross. And then Italy when uh, Francesco Totti yeah, got, that got, got that penalty. <laughs> God, that lives rent Who's free. Who's Denmark got? That's good. Uh, uh, what do you call it? What's his name? Eric, Ericsson. 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 Is he the one that died? Yeah, yeah he, played for, he played for Tottenham and now he's at um at Oh, and he's been – Christian Ericsson. He lifted Brentford, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. They've got a few other good players, probably ending in Sun as well, but – yeah. Uh, are they a five star on FIFA? That's how I can tell. Or are no, they that, four and a half? No, that'd be a four. Yeah, three and a half, four, I reckon. Three and a half. Three and four. a half. We got a shot then. Easy. I, I, Australia's probably two and a half. No, I, I reckon, <laughs> could you beat me if I was Denmark and you were Australia? Could you beat me? I'm well, I'm rough. shit at FIFA, so oh. it's hard to say. I reckon we're a sneaky chance of getting out of the group because if we, France is probably going to beat Fr- us. As long as we draw with Denmark. We can draw, if we draw with Denmark and sneak a win against. Tunisia. Um, yeah. Tunisia, are they good? Yeah. They're shit. So, so that's our best chance for a win. Yeah. And so then we, we just got to break We'd be favourites going into that. And don't get smacked by France by a lot. We're oh, still, so goal difference is a thing. Yeah. So oh, you, okay. you still got a sneaky chance of getting out of the group stages. You just, so, hope, you just hope that France absolutely smashed Denmark. Mm. Yeah. So when and where for this World Cup? Uh, November. It's November, yeah. So it's usually, usually, it's usually a year in advance, yeah. the World Cup qualifiers, but been obviously a lot play out with mm. COVID and, and the likes. So very interesting. But even better news is that England got pumped 4-0 by Hungary this morning. Right. Um, a, more, a bit more hungrier. Yes, exactly right. Yep. Is that, are they in though? Yeah, that was just Nations League. Like it was just a yeah. shit tournament. No one yeah. room. It's, like a, it's, it's, like a, it's like the GVFL compared to the AFL. Oh, okay. Like, so the teams are locked. Are they yep. for this yeah. World Cup? I've got, the, I've got the groups right here. Give us a, is there a death group? I had a look today. Give, me some, give me some teams. Like, I think we all know the ones that are in, but give me some ones that like sort of people might not know that have got in and maybe the, the few that have missed out. Well, Italy didn't make it again. What? Yeah, two World Cups in a row. So that's the thing with they versus each other in Europe and we versus. We but used, they get more than get in. We used to be the Oceania. Yeah, Sorry, we are the Oceania and Asia now, but we used to versus South America and stuff like that when we used to versus Uruguay and stuff yeah. to qualify. So if you're in Europe, it's a lot harder. Yeah. 
Okay, so you can't go to World Cup but if you've in, got like it, the Europe teams. And in then saying that, no yeah. disrespect to Wales. Wales made it. Yeah. That's the first time in forever, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen something so, about it. ever. Gareth Bale would have been pretty happy about that. But um, it's really the usuals that are in. Canada, Canada's in. I don't Canada. think Canada's been in for a while. I could be wrong. I can't remember them being in. One. But um, no. there's not really a death group. I think the hardest group might be maybe Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Well, yeah, Japan's like the best from around here. Yeah, Japan's. They got even Costa Rica's Hon- got Honda, Yamaha. Players. Yeah, Suzuki. <laughs> Suzuki, Swift. <laughs> yeah, very good team. Yeah, I reckon Group E is probably Temporal role. the hardest. Mm. There's usually um, in every group, there's usually there's two teams that are Locks. dominant and then there's the other two that are just like. And then like the death go, group is like the third match. group is like a good group, a good team still. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, favorite going into it? France. Go back to back. Well, they're definitely getting through their group, aren't they? Because they've got probably the, an easy group. Yeah. The players that miss out on France's World Cup squad every year are better than ridiculous. Now. Oh, yeah. Is it Frappe or whatever the hell his name is? <laughs> Frappe, <laughs> is he yeah. getting in? Mick Frappe. Yeah. Mbappa. Yeah. Just no, I, can, I can France win. Maybe a smoky um, Belgium. What about Netherlands? Yeah. Mm. They could go right, but what about the palms? Are they going to have to turn it on? Nah. nah. Didn't they make the prelims or something like that? They sure. made the Euros. They made the Euros final, which was two oh, years ago. Was that two yeah. years ago? But they made the World Cup. They made the semi-finals. semifinals. Oh, okay. So they're all the same. It's coming home. It's coming home. Uh, their, their issue is, and England's had this issue for years, is that they have so many good players in the same position. So they had it years ago when you had Gerard, Skulls, Beckham, Lampard. You can't play all playing off. centre midfield. Then you go, well, this bloke goes and plays out here. Yeah, they're playing out of position, so it doesn't really. And you got bloke, some bloke from Scunthorpe playing right back or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, very good. Um, straight into the AFL now. Um, mm. We're not going to touch on the other games like we have previously because it's been a couple of buys, been a couple of floggings, specifically because North and Essendon have been shit, probably. But Pies have, good, well, Pies have, have had a good win. Yeah, we'll, four in the four in the trot, very good. We'll get there. We might have to just do a whole separate podcast on how yeah, good the pies are. Exactly. I've been saying it for a few weeks. Yeah, I reckon they just that. get Hixie, Corey, and Cody, and they just have a big pie off in here. Yeah, exactly. And they just right. get a big circle jerk going, and they just <laughs> and they even watch the game. Like remember when you used to press red for red on Fox Footy? Yeah, yeah. Like press red for the SC Collingwood boys. Yeah, exactly. Even right. like, well, have their own special well. commentary. The inbox blows up. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> um, this week's games, Cody. Start off with the, the glorious AFL app. The glorious AFL app. Yep. I'm actually very surprised. Richmond is favourite on Thursday, tomorrow night. You know what? I agree. I don't. You, you agree? Yep. You reckon? Is yes. Lynch back? Um, well, team, yes, he is. Sorry. Mm. So Lynch is in and Dusty's out and mm. Ivan Soldo so admitted. Get this for me. You had... Caleb Marchbank come back from injury, then oh. he's done it again. The yeah, poor, poor fella. fella. Yeah, I feel for him. So he's out. Adam Chera's out too. Adam Chera's out. It should be a wet night, so that'd be interesting. Might change me tip Sam a bit. Sam Durden's playing his first game. Mm. Um, sorry, going back to it, you've got a bit of a weakened defense for Carlton. You've got Lynch, Rewell, potentially Bolter up forward. Then you've got the defenders in Tarrant and Grimes that sh- could potentially hold out. Kurnow and Mackay mm. for a huge score. I think Richmond by two goals. You nearly have to take Richmond, wouldn't you? Like you just think the Blues got too many question marks down that back half. Like Young, 
Plowman. But yeah, who else they got down there? Doherty. Like, yeah, they're starting to scrape the barrel a little bit. A mm, little bit. And then, sorry, Durden's coming in. Yeah. So who's Durden going to play in Rewalt? Well, I don't know how big he is. I don't know too much about he's, him. He's played key defender at North, but, you know. Eh. Yeah. That's right. Potato, Yeah. <laughs> um, where are you tipping? Yeah, probably Tiggs, I reckon. Just as a bit of a safe one, but I would not be surprised if Carlton win. I'm just going, I'm going the Blues. Fair enough. I just think Blues midfield's too good. Had a week off since the uh, Collingwood loss, so they want to bounce back. What did they play last week? Um, oh, losing, losing track here. Anyway, next game. Yeah, they did. They played Jews. Yeah, they had the bye. <laughs> They're fresh. Cool. Right, I'll just off with the next one with your pathetic mob. Don't be surprised. No, here we go. Knock, knock, knock. The Oracle's been away for a while. And he's not coming out at the moment. Mystic Mac. <laughs> Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac. Mystic Milne. I'm going to tip an upset. I'm going to tip the Duns to get out this week, and I have not been—I've not been positive all year. I've been a realist. I've been honest. I've said it earlier. I think they're paying about four bucks. Three sixty, you are. Yeah, three sixty. The Australian rapper. So, <laughs> I think I don't know. I just think we're due. I couldn't tell you the last time we fucking won. I think we beat Hawthorne about six weeks ago. So, I don't know. I think Saints. I'm I'm going the Mystic Mac tip. I've called it now. It's oh, in yeah. my head. I'm going margin, for margin, please. Uh, Essendon by 15 points. All righty. Let's keep receipts. Write mm. that one on the post note, please, Cody. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I reckon it'll be a close game. I reckon Saints will just get the chockies. It's either that or they'll flog us, I reckon. Just, I was going to say over 39 could be uh, on the cards, I reckon. But we move on to Saturday. Oh, sorry, Cody. He's trying to show me, but the uh, AFL apps just decided to show me one from 1998. <laughs> The Power versus the Swans at Adelaide Oval. Ripping game. This could be on, I think. Well, at the fact that it's at Adelaide Oval. Two teams that Porter have in the past, and I guess Sydney have to an extent, but you don't know what you're going to get with them sometimes, I reckon. Like, <laughs> That's what I mean. Port, Port at their best are a, a fucking good side. Star Power. They haven't done it for four quarters, I reckon, all year, unless mm. they've played probably West Coast or something. But oh, I'm going to go Sydney. Hmm. I like, is it, where is it? Is it, it is that, oh, jeez. I think I might wait for the teams to come out for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think we'll know, I think we'll know more after that, but probably Sydney. I think you just got to back yeah. them in. They've been playing good, consistent footy no matter where they're playing. So it's a bloody open season in terms of like three weeks ago, everyone's like, Melbourne's going to go undefeated, blah, blah, blah. Three but, weeks later. Exactly. <laughs> so Brisbane's probably looking the good at the moment, but it's not how you're playing at the moment. It's how you play at the end of the year. So I don't know who's going to win it. I'm going um, just for that game. I'm going to go. I'm tipping, tipping Port. Mm, yeah. I mean, they've, nice. they've looked so much different with Charlie. We haven't tipped the same team. Charlie Dixon coming back in. Like, they're just a different team with him in it. Yeah. So, you're right. I for think that reason. But if it's wet, if it's wet, I'm going to tip Sydney. Is Wines having a quiet year or what? I haven't heard much about him. He was injured at the start of the year. What yeah. time does that game start? I think it's the Arvo game. Be fourth. Oh, be, no, that's an earlier game. It's, it's like a bye, isn't it? Because there's a shit game afterwards. I checked it. It was like Adelaide Gold Coast or something. One forty-five. Oh, so that's the one where you just finish playing footy and you turn it on and you go, what the hell? Like Williamstown's beating, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Williamstown's beating the Melbourne AFL side. Yeah. It's the upset central on Saturday Arvos when yes. you get in the showers after footy. Um, Tim Port. Port by three goals. Port, Swans and Jackie were. I'll go Swans as well. Radio. 
On to the next game. I don't know who we're going to tip here. It is West Coast versus Geelong. West Coast is only paying nine thirty. That's actually not good value. What's the line on that? Can you? Oh, I'll give you a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll talk a bit of smack. I'm going to t- t- give me the line on that because I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, be, I'm, I'm going to guess it'd be like thirty-seven. Nah, it'd be more than that. It'd be like forty-five. But continue. Geelong by, Geelong by sixty. I reckon Geelong. It wouldn't surprise me if like there's like eight outs for Geelong and they're just like and they're all, right. all laid outs. Yeah, laid I was outs. bang on. It's forty-five. <laughs> forty-five. Fuck. Oh, you're taking that. Every day they're like Geelong forty-five plus. Doesn't they're actually paying worse over there? <laughs> the average losing <laughs> margin is like over fifty, and they're giving us forty-five against Geelong. Are they the worst team since the startup franchise teams? Well, I was watching a bit of Fox Footy, and but didn't they like read out a stat like that? Like they're playing century bad football. Like percentages is well, low. Percentage is the second lowest percentage since yeah. first year, and they're conceding like. The most amount of points per game since like someone in nineteen oh five or something like that. So they're playing like millennial bad football. There's another like, team close to them as well. Probably two. That's right. But still not on so the bottom. What's the, wait, <laughs> so, so give us the margin. I just said Geelong by sixty. Points. Sixty. Ten goals. Bang on sixty. Yep. Roll are you still on the app? You're still on sports yeah, yeah. Roll, go there, pick any line. Even if even if it's like two games time, like I'm happy to wait. But like, I want to see what roll it up to sixty and see what you get for it. You got the next game there, Cody. We'll yep. come back. Uh, I got it. Two eighty. Two dollars eighty to right. win by ten goals. Let's see what they are for. A, to win by a hundred, they're paying twenty one dollars. Maybe, maybe oh, our multi for the week. If you got a bonus game. bet, just a single. Yeah. Wait for the teams. I wait for the teams because if Jeremy Cameron's probably getting a rest and a few other blokes. That's true. We'll yeah. wait for the teams, but I reckon this week. Multi of the week will be on this game, and it'll be... Stay tuned to the yeah. socials. No, that's got to be the lock of the week. Stay tuned. 45 and a half. Liam said he'll get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Righto, yeah. Saturday night game. Actually, not a bad game too. Giants versus Doggies. Oh, yes. The Giants were impressive. I did go down and watch them against North Melbourne. They, yep, they absolutely stomped us. It was a grim game to be at. I don't think anyone they had a good time. They, but, they're, um, they're playing a different game style now. Cogs is back. Yeah, well, they got good practice at it, whatever they did. Cogs is back. Cogs is back. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted. He was playing three, on three goals, two and 34 he had, I think. I haven't even looked at the app yet. Oh, That's God. how much I love him. I did not see a blue and white jumper near him on the weekend, to be fair. But he's doing it against AFL. Did did get a bit of insight. insight. We did uh, went down on the weekend. We had a bit of a chat to Lockie Ash uh, oh. afterwards. And uh, he told me exactly what you guys have been telling me, that North shit. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a training run. So, you know, not not a heap of great insight there, but, uh, you know. Can you give us you a bit know. of a scoop or a bit of intel or opinion even on there's a bloke with a hyphen last name down there that's causing a bit of ruckus in the media at the moment and it's his first year. Oh, um, Luke Davies Uniac. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how good he is. Oh, yes, the horn. God, the horn. I don't know. What are your thoughts on his... <sighs> You can't, he, you can't be he, liking photos of you for potential trades. No, uh, yeah, you can't be doing that. That's can't be it. picking off Todd Goldstein either. Like, and I was just, <laughs> I was just about to say, what are your thoughts on his? Does he have an attitude problem, or is oh. it just? He's just. I think it is that he cares, and obviously he's showing yeah. that he cares. But he's I think he's good. He's got a bit of fire. He's got a bit of bass. Yeah, it's good. He's got a bit of C word about him. Yeah, but he's probably just doing it in the wrong way. Oh. Is that fair to say? I I I don't. I reckon I love seeing a bit of fire, and you going like, oh, at least show that I'm caring. I want to be yeah. here. But the thing for me is liking a fake trade about you going somewhere else. No, you can't happen. be doing that. 
Chibi, right? Like, if you're someone that, like, because you can't really get fine for it, like, it's only the club going, oh, don't do, do that. But, like, if you were just, like, sharing it, like, just imagine if you <laughs> shared it, like, just taking the piss of that much. Yeah, like, he's like, almost at, be an AFL legend. And he's, like, and he's, imagine he's like, at Adelaide, please pick me up. Yeah, <laughs> just making fake tweets, like sharing rumours and that, like, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's that much of a big deal, but, like, I reckon sort of just sort of letting him be him type thing, figuring out, because there's not much to be gained he's from, not, like, hiding him in a Ford He's pocket. not going anywhere. No. And even if, like, North are going to want someone to sell their farm for him. So. Yeah, exactly right. Right, we segued then. Yeah. <laughs> Giants and doggies, what are your tips? Not much in it. Jeez, we segued. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot we even mentioned that game. Um, oh, where's it at? It's at Giants Stadium. Jeez, oh, Giants. Giants were good. They look good. They were moving it so well. Do- doggies are in that same basket as Port and Sydney. No idea. You don't know what? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Giants by five. Yeah, points. I'm going to take the Giants as well. Just because Bulldogs, I don't know. I'm out on them at the moment. I'm going to go Giants too. Himmelberg to rack up another 37. Himmelberg, fucking hell. That's enormous. <laughs> in the back line, too. I'm just um, looking at Shannon right now. I can just see the PTSD in his face. Jeez, it was bad. Gosh. I was literally, no, the most exciting thing, I'll tell you what, and this is just sums it up. There was a kid sitting in the row in front of me just down a bit, and him trying to get on the dance cam at three quarter time was the most exciting thing that I think I saw. And he was committed. <laughs> he was committed, <laughs> and he was telling his grandma, he's getting at his grandma, he's like, why would they put me on the screen? <laughs> and Matt, is where North Melbourne are at. Right she's now. like, you're right. There's only 300 people here. <laughs> <laughs> Still couldn't find him. Uh, All right. This is a big game. Gold Coast versus Adelaide. Could be a sellout. Adelaide. <sighs> Adelaide are terrible. At, where's it at? Sorry. Gold Coast. <sighs> probably Gold, you're probably take Gold, Gold Coast, Coast. Easily for me. I mean, They're paying $1.17. You know who Corey would be tipping? Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, have, they've got an awesome run home. They don't have much... Competition at all in the way, and so I reckon they make the eight. Is that your big oh, probably going to have to miss prediction? They're only two games out of the eight, and they got a better percentage. Yeah, is, that, is that your big mid-year prediction? Gold Coast make the eight. Yeah, I don't think they'll do much when they get there, but they'll make it. You just keep talking for a second, and I'll show you their run home. All right, right. On. Well. I'm tipping Gold Coast. Yeah, probably as well. By a fair margin, or are they going to stand up a little bit here, Adelaide? I can't see Adelaide going to the Gold Coast and playing well. I feel like they're an at-home team. Yeah, that's fair. But I can't see it being a blowout. I don't know. There we go. But, yeah, they're run home. they got Adelaide, Port, Collingwood, Richmond, Suns. Suns by the Suns. Essendon, Brisbane, West Coast, Hawthorne, Geelong, North. <sighs> Probably 50% gimme. I was going to say, there's still some pretty hard teams in that. Yeah, but everyone's got hard teams. But but I think that, I think they build the confidence and they they knock – they could knock off a Hawthorne. That's not – is that a knockoff though? No, but there's if a they're lot a finals of, team, that's just a win. Yeah, that's true. They're going to have to beat Richmond and Collingwood probably in there and then they can probably afford to lose to Geelong. They're going to have to only lose probably two of those. Yeah. They're six and six at the moment. They can only afford two more losses for the rest of the year. That's the way it's Max, shaking out, yeah. Max, two more losses. Interesting. I like it. So before we get into, I presume we're going to go to fraud award votes next, but give us your mid-season predictions, how, how your early season predictions are going, what you think is going to change, a little bit of that. All right. Well, t- talking around the eight, I think you just made a big call about who's going to get in. I think we can nearly all give ourselves a, who's our last team in. 
You think you've just called the Suns? Yeah, I think the Suns are the so last team. <clears throat> pardon me, the eight at the moment. Brisbane, Melbourne, Frio, Carlton, Geelong, Saints, Swans, and the Pies. Then you got so if you say, in ninth where they should be, Richmond, and then you got Bulldogs, Suns, Port, Giants, and then after that, no one else is going to make so, it. So you're telling me for the Suns to get in, say the Dogs, Tigers, and Pies would all have to miss. Oh, if as I just said, I'll just run out the eight then. So if you reckon the Suns are going to be in, who's coming out of that eight? Pick three teams above them that are coming out. Pies are out. I'm sorry. I was, I was going to say that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Pies have been unreal, and oh. Deserve I it. thought they were going to be bottom four this year, so my opinion's completely unwarranted. That's wrong. That's Essendon. They'd be top yes. four if they didn't lose to West Coast. So <laughs> that's still haunting, isn't it? <laughs> I, I just think their percentage is a is. I know they've played a tougher opponents, but I haven't seen Collingwood run home. But I think they drop off. Um, Richmond potentially could go in. I think the Saints could still drop out. You don't know what you're going to get with the Saints at the moment, but the rest of them are probably nearly locks for the rest of the eight. Saints and Collingwood are the only. Issues, but the way Collingwood's been playing, I've got no reason to probably doubt him at the moment. I think the Saints, Saints are at a crossroad a little bit right now. They're probably trying to get through until Jack Steele gets back. I think the doggies capitulate their back lines. Yeah, stuffed. I think, yeah, I think doggies won't make doggies it. Doggies are done. Richmond's, <laughs> Richmond's probably my only other worry there, I reckon. Yep, I would say that as well. So I'm going to take, or well, I'm going to say the Tigs get in yep. and the Pies miss and the rest stay in. I'm going to say. Tigs get in, Saints go out. Pies, pies in. Pies stay in. Right. I'd like to see their run home, but we'll, we won't go into I'll it I'll give now. you their next four weeks. Yeah, give us the next four. because so by this week, Giants, Suns, North, Adelaide, Essendon. That's the next five. <laughs> so God. looking at their run home, if we probably should win at least four of them. Yeah, there's, 12, of them. there's 12 wins for the year. So if you win in 12 games of footy, you're probably going to be making finals. Yeah, right. Pies are in. Sorry, I'll take that back. Yeah, yeah, Gold Coast. Do your research, boys. Mm. I'd love to see you go 0-4 in the next couple of weeks. But anyway. Saints are in trouble then. Very good, very good. Any predictions from you? Um, Any other predictions? I had Andrew Brayshaw to win the Brownlow. I was going to say, I reckon Brayshaw was going to win the Brownlow. That was, that was pretty good. But you also said Jack Steele before round one. Yeah, and I said me, Ruffy was Injuries, I guess, though. Ruffy was Brayshaw. Don't you have a pun on that? Yeah. Have you got money on that? Hicks, you got it at $101. Oh. <laughs> I got it at 81 and then I got on it at 51 after his first round. I was like, oh, jeez. Who do you reckon is going to win the Coleman? Oh, Charlie's winning at the moment. But now with Harry back. But, yeah. I think Jeremy Cameron stays yeah, fit. I, reckon, I don't know where he's at. I don't he's, know how many kids. He's second. He's on 38. Turner's on 39. Jeremy Cameron for me. Yeah, I reckon Jeremy Cameron's going to win it. Probably safer bet. Well, he, so we've talked about the eight. Who's going to win it? Jeez, three weeks ago, I would have said Melbourne. Lock, but there's no locks. But you could say Brisbane now, they're not a lock. But nah. I reckon Frio. I've got no belief in Brisbane points. whatsoever. I don't. I oh know I'm not locked in on Frio. I think no, still Brisbane Melbourne. No, nah, Brisbane. What they've been hyped up for three years. They've been finished top two for three years, and then they've Brilliant. done absolutely nothing. Seeing that five back and Michael Walters dominating on the weekend, I was like, gee whiz. The only issue for me is they don't have a really strong key forward like Tabernas. Rory Lodge has been playing good footy. Yeah, he's all right, but he's. Bring to the I can't. See, I can't see him kicking three in a granny. I'm still taking Melbourne. If they lose, if well, Melbourne, I think it's just good that they, the price might come out on them to win the flag. Might jump on it this week. I reckon I'm still backing on Melbourne. I reckon they'll. Gorn's out for six to eight, though. That hurts. Fuck really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen it today. Yeah, I didn't know what he did, though. He... Moses, so he's out for six to eight. But if yeah, if Melbourne can get fined just before finals, that'd be hard to beat. I wouldn't mind seeing Freo win, but Pye's going to win it all, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Next question. All righty. We're talking about Corey being illiterate. Hilarious stuff. What is the best sporting moment in the last 10 years? I'll put these out to the Instagram faithful. Um, feel free to chime in with yours, boys. Well, it's not in the last 10 years, but when Aloisi knocked in that penalty. But it's outside the 10 years. So I've, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of answers here. Like this has yeah, been this has been our best return. Oh, what yeah, are they? Give me, give me them. Bulldogs 2016 grand finals, one of them from Haydos 506. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Eric Baker's gone with Mitchell Johnson, 2013-14 Ashes. Ooh, that is one? that a moment, though, or is that – I'm not classing that as a moment. No, I enough. like it, though. I like it. It's historical. Barney Boynton's gone with Ben Stokes, 135 in the last day to win the test for England oh, against Australia. Fuck, yeah. That was so good, but not fuck, cool. very good. Hard. Um, Simpsons Fabrication, again, has gone with Boomer Harvey becoming the AFL Games record holder. I like it. Yeah, okay. I know you do. Darby Walsh has come in with Piccoli United beating Bellotti by 270 points last year. Mm, that's on the global scale, but that is, that's very good. I like mm. that. League. Joel Costa has come in with having crowds back at sporting events. And uh, I chimed in with one as well, just so I could remind myself <laughs> of uh, Leicester City winning the EPL. Yeah, that that's was, mine. That's not bad. I don't know when the timeline is, but what about Wigan knocking off City in the FA Cup final? Yes. I think that was a bit earlier. You might be right. I'm not sure, but well, I feel let's, like let's, let's like expand Leicester's the bracket. Bigger. I feel like Leicester's beer. But he's 1,000th mm. goal. That's very big. What Dom, about Dom Shade? Liverpool. Yeah, Dom Shade does. Did Liverpool come back and beat um, yeah, and Barcelona? Uh, Barcelona, they were down 3 0. But that was more than 10 years ago. No, oh, that was Istanbul you're talking about. That's against AC Milan. But recently, they that was a big game. Um, anyone, was- anything else you want to add in? When was Peter Siddle's hat-trick? That would have been 12 years ago. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. All right, out of those, I'm paying Barnes probably. The Bears day? No, the Stokes because I thought we were home was for all Stokes? money. Yeah, it was Ben Stokes, sorry. Yeah. Needed like 90 with one wicket in hand. Yeah, that, that was very good. Very good. I'm, I'm happy with my Leicester decision, but both are good. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about favourite NBA player or current best NBA player. Um. Who has had an underrated season player slash team? So to give you a bit of context, <laughs> Tom Hunting's coming in and let me off with Dylan Shiel. Hilarious. Um, We're talking Not AFL. sure how to do this. Blokes. AFL? Yeah, sorry, AFL for context. I'm um, not sure how to do this bloke's Instagram handle. I apologise, but he says Hawthorne, John Newcomb. I feel like it's yeah. been properly rated though. Like he's, he's become good. He's getting the love for it. Yeah. Um, Cody Vincitorio, John Noble. Hilarious. Todd Goldstein. Yeah, it's sneaky. I think they're trying to weed him out a bit, and he's actually going okay. Maybe he's definitely not throwing up Todd Goldstein top numbers, but Derby's come in with Shy Bolton. I think he's he's had a, he's he has the potential to be one of the best in the league. I don't think he's there yet. Mm. But he sort of faded out the last he's couple a bit, of weeks. He's I nearly think. a bit of that X Factor player yeah, he is, as he's well. A he's an absolute is star. It, is it hard to say Lucky Neil? Like because he's taking the mick. Like, yeah, he but is. I know but... we expect that a little bit, but to oh, do it I'm... to do it again. Oh, I reckon I've seen his name on the podcast for Alex Pierce. Yeah, yeah, he's been really good. I I, I like Cornelio from where he's come from. I like what he's done. Um, in the past two Joel Costa has come out of his way to message me about this one, and he said, 
Not really underrated, but I feel like Darcy Parish cops way too much flack about his disposals not being effective slash damaging. He's he's like eleventh for score involvements, playing on a team that is sixteenth for goals, and have only won two games. That's fair. And you got to so he's done him. his research on his comment too. Got to still get him. So uh, yeah, I like that. That's that's good. That's that's the that's the interaction we want. So if anyone wants to rip us or yep. come up with anything, absolutely add us. That's very good. Um, he's done his research too. Best stadium slash arena in the world. Uh, a lot of MCGs on here. Mm, um, Suncourt Stadium on there. Anfield, um, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Very interesting one. Yep. I like that's that. I bet you. And uh, one of the ones I had as well was Madison Square Garden. That's huge. Lambeau Field. Is that the frozen tundra in Green Bay? As you're wearing a Green Bay Packers. Well, that's shirt. right. And well, it's it seats eighty thousand people, and there's only a hundred thousand people in the town, and they're sold out every week. Yeah. So do you do you think is Rogers gone? No, he's a signed on. They got he's rid of Devonta Adams. And he got paid too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a massive loss, but well, they're going to be shit. Are you shit. Going back for him? Yeah, they're going to be shit then. No, they'll be fine. It should be right. Figure it out. Got Aaron Rodgers. Very interesting. Um, any I stadiums? Had, I had mine, but it's just absolutely completely slipped my mind. What about Wimbledon? It's not as big. All the bar, like Barca, like all those soccer stadiums, you yeah. know. But the fans make the fans make it. Yeah, very true. Lords. Yeah, Lords is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Pay that. Even the new the Dallas Cowboys stadiums. Yeah, or even SoFi, like in um. What about the? They call it the Death Star, or whatever the new Las Vegas Raiders one. Yeah, like those Death are all Star pretty because sick. All the players get going to DUIs when they go. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you get run over when the players leave. I think some of the um, stadiums in like Dubai and all that would be mm. unreal. Probably not atmosphere wise, but like St- yeah, state like, of the art, like yeah. how massive they would be and stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. All college football in America is one. Their ones are awesome too. Yeah. That's right. So, and the last one was who would be the best athlete to party with? I've got a few on here. I've got Mike Tyson, Tomasi Kokonakis, Bailey Smith. Hilarious. Love that one. Michael Jordan, Liz Cambridge, <laughs> Dennis Rodman <laughs> in his prime. Uh, anyone else want to chime in? I don't reckon Dennis wouldn't be any good because you wouldn't be able to keep up with him. He'd just be all over the shop. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, Michael's always going to take that shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to take that motherfucking shot. Oh, I reckon like Odell Beckham Jr. would be a good one. Yeah, he yeah. would be good. Like, he loves throwing around the coin. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Floyd James Harden nice. in the strip clubs. But then if you think so, about oh, partying Gronk. With, yeah, Gronk. Think about partying with like Floyd Mayweather now, I think about it. Like, he'd be a loot. He'd be a cockhead. He'd just he'd be shit. He'd save money. He'd be shit. Gronk would be a fucking weapon. John Daly would be good. John Daly would be good. Mm. Yeah, there'd be a few out there, so. Very good, very good. Um, that'll do it for the insane questions. Next, we're going to do the MVP and fraud awards. MVP fraud award times, followed by the quiz, which I am seven from nine in, which everyone should already know that, obviously. Uh, MVP starting off one vote to Tampa Bay Lightning for making their third consecutive Stanley Cup, which is huge news by them. Um, they're versing the Colorado Avalanche, which will be on KO for those that are interested in watching it, giving a little out to them. They're not a sponsor, so probably shouldn't say much. But uh, no, very good. It's been awesome to watch it recently. Myself and Bronson have been watching it, or Bronson and I, and it's it's a good watch, so mm. tune in for that. Two votes goes to Stephen Cornelio, my man, because I love him, and this is a player that I loved about four or five, four years ago, I reckon it was. He was killing it. And, yeah, 
He's he's showing signs, I reckon. Maybe there was an issue with Leon Cameron. Earning that money now that he's on. Speculation. And uh, three votes goes to this country because we made another World Cup. That's five in a row, baby. So well done, boys. All right, my MVP, I've given one vote to George Russell. As I said, he's been misconsistent um, in the F1s. Sorry, just for context here, I've got a few eyebrow raises here. He's uh, moved over to Mercedes, and top five finishes are pretty hard to come by, especially the whole year so far. We've had like seven races and all top five finishes, so he's going really, really well there. Two votes to the Queensland Maroons or Maroons, depending on where you're from. Um they just showed a lot of heart there. As I said, I did not favour them at all in my multi, and they've done really, really well. So uh, looking forward to game two in that. And similar to Jack, Socceroos, they, I think they deserve the love here. We don't need too much variety for the Socceroos. Just got a quick stat here. 16 out of 20 qualifiers, they played away from home due to COVID over the last three years it takes to qualify for this World Cup. So for that squad... Well done, showing a lot of heart, a lot of pride. So, a lot of all, there's not a lot. Sorry to interrupt. There's not a lot of all stars in that team. Absolutely not, especially not in the qualifiers. No, no. So, well done, mate. Good votes. Good job. Um, one vote for me. I gave to Queensland for winning game one. I don't think anyone tipped them to win it. Mm. So, props to them. Props to Billy Slater and the boys. Um, two votes I've given to Andrew Redman, but probably add the soccer is into there. So. Yeah. Ooh, nice little eight polar by them. Yeah, mm, they've so done really well. Yeah. Hopefully, come November, they might just go. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many boats they're going to get when we win it all. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine that Jarmarin playing for them. Be... <laughs> imagine if Australia actually won the World Cup. <laughs> what do you mean? That's I'll like... get a tattoo on my back of the Socceroos <laughs> if they win the fucking World Cup. <laughs> the kangaroo, kangaroo. Okay. the boxing kangaroo. Look at Andrew Redman's face on my back. <laughs> That's absolutely long. Oh, and three votes. Um, I'll go to the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah, right. Four, right. I'm going to pay it this week. Four wins in a row, oh, and three of them wins have been against top four. Scalps. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. That's This definitely oh, warranted this. Oh, yeah. All right. Without further ado, the Fraud Awards. So number one, of vote one, I should say, for me, is the bye weekend and the way it's configured. Either do it over two weekends, do some sort of way about it, don't have... GWS and North is the one game on a Sunday that wasn't even televised for free to air for people. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's something that they're not doing right with fixtures and all that sort of stuff that's got to get fixed. Just I'm, have a full week off. Yeah, yeah. Do something like that. have the full state week, of origin. Have mm. the have the full week off and then have like best VFL players play against uh, a VFL state of origin. Yeah, do something. It's just shit. Uh, two. Two votes goes to sports in general at the moment for lack of exciting finishes. There hasn't. There's been blowouts in the NBA. There's been blowouts in the AFL. Um, NRL's been. Uh, there's a few blowouts in that as well. Mm-hmm. Not really that much exciting stuff. There's not. There hasn't been that uh, buzzer beater in the NBA. Anything that I've sort of gone like. Oh, no draws. Wait. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this. So it's not. I'm not potting anyone. I just. I just want something big to happen. Yeah. So maybe on the universe, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pakistani curator, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fair enough. And three votes goes to. I'm not sure Cody might have more information on this for me, but he sent it today. The 
bloke that gave out the red card in the soccer and there's death. Oh yes. Oh. I what can you I didn't I didn't actually read the article because it was one of the articles on Facebook, you click on it and then your phone gets AIDS. Well, I was actually viruses and stuff, but the article was uh soccer umpire gave out a red card. I'm not sure if it was in at local level or yeah. it obviously wouldn't have been at an international level. No. You would have heard about it. So I reckon it was just at a local level. Soccer um, umpires give out a red card. The players of the team, of the player that got red carded, and the whole Fans. crowd has come on and altered the umpo- the referee, and then he has unfortunately passed away from internal bleeding and internal injuries. That, like, club, that is that absolutely shit house. Like literally killed the bloke for umpiring. Like I didn't even want to read it. I was like actually going like that is actually fucked. Like, I tried. I tried clicking on it to get an actual good read of it, but as I said, it was one of them links that you couldn't. Yeah, read. I think I seen that as well. I generally had a two minutes going. That's actually not well. So wherever you are, wherever you are from, fuck off because that's shit. Well said. Up to me. Alrighty. One vote, the D's role players. I just think when the chips are on the table on the weekend, I was there. They just did not really stand up. Like the big fellas were, uh, say, yeah, Petrarcas and things like that were finding it pretty tough there in that end of that third quarter. I mean, we started the fourth. And everyone's been raving about them all year. When uh, they don't have to do a hell of a lot, they just play their role. And then when push came to shove, it's nowhere to be seen. Whereas, you know, it pains me to say maybe some of the pies, Rob players like all year probably been doing a little bit more than what they should have to, but so just they went a little bit missing for my liking. Two votes. NBA reporters asking dog shit questions in the finals. Mm. Did you see the one today? And then like Steph Curry just sit down and just goes, I'll oh, just take you back to on this day three years ago, you lost to the Raptors today and Clay blew his knee out and you were, you know, really upset. Can you just take us back to what you were thinking then? And and he's just like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> we're literally one win away from the finals and you just want to talk about, like, Clay's fucking three-year injury and, like... I think, oh. just on that, I reckon sports reporters in general... Suck. Shit questions. I think oh. I, was, I watched a video this morning on... Um, they were interviewing Brooks Kepka about the yeah, major coming up and they said, oh, what are your thoughts on the, the Alavi tournament happening? Rah, rah, rah. And he was like, it was a week ago. Yeah. Have you got any questions about the tournament that we're about to play? Yeah. And the sports reporter sort of was a little bit shocked by it and he was like, oh, no, so, not really. And he's like, he's like, he said, do you, I think he's pretty much just said, he's like, oh, do you drive your car looking in the revision mirror? And the reporter was like, oh, no. Nah. And he's like, well, let's drive forward then. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to give three votes to media in general as well because look at the AFL at the moment, all the bullshit toxic uh, stories that are coming out. Bit of positivity. This is... This is sort of what we're doing as we're giving away fraud award votes. Mm. You're just looking to bury someone. Yeah. Where's some good, heart, lighthearted stories and things like that? Enjoy your sports. So that's, that's a right. great one. I like that. Anyway, three votes. I've touched on it in the F1 segment, but the Scuderia, Ferrari, they need to sort their shit out. They yep. just, as I said, they have a fast car, but they are unreliable AF. And specifically, cheap, some corn. specifically, Carlos signs, and even in the get the uh, races when they finish the race and they don't have any problems, the motherfucker just puts that shit in the wall. Like he is unbelievable at the moment. So they need to sort it out. Very good. I'll say it again. Um, my one fraud award. I've actually agreed with Jack for once in my life. The AFL boy. They need to do something about it because it's shit house. Sort it out. Mm. Um, and I've actually agreed with Shannon here. The Melbourne Demons. That's right. <laughs> um, 
but I had sort of had a different point. So three in a row that they've lost, and three times they've got run over in mm. the last half. Mm. L leading, and then all of a sudden something's happened, and exactly the opposite over. to last year in the finals. Exactly. So, and it, I don't know if it's just a theme that's going on with the D's at the moment. Obviously, we had the Stephen May thing that come out with Melksham, and then I think there was some rumors going around about um, Simon Goodwin and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know if there's something going on internally or whatever, but you know we know what everyone knows what the D's are like at when they're up and firing. So they just need to get back to what they're doing best, and that's playing good footy. Mm-hmm. And three votes of my fraud award, I've actually given it to Corey Hickford for not buying a Gold Coast scarf or membership yet, as he was promised the fans. Oh, I would have been six weeks ago now. Yeah, easy, easily. So he's off with COVID at the moment. He's a little little sick puppy at home. So he's got a week to sort it out. He's got no excuse to not come to the next podcast with a Gold Coast scarf around his neck. You'd almost say he's taking advantage of this platform. He is. Just coming here and just talking smack, running his mouth, not actually following through. So, Corey, sort it out. You know what? Let's not even bring this up to him and see if he actually listens to our podcast because I reckon he won't even listen to it. And if so, there could be a sanction for that as well. Might be a slab for the boys or something like that. Mm -hmm. So very, very good votes. But – and you're doing the quiz next time you're on too. Absolutely. Yep. Very good. Speaking of the quiz, let's get into it. Okay. Seven from nine. Names and buzzers? I believe so. You want to test them or you're, you're happy with them? Go. Shed. <laughs> Righto. Question one. What is Ricky Ponning's highest test score? Jack. Is this closest to the pin? Yeah, righto. I'm going to go with 251. 257. Yes. Good start. Right. You should get this one too, actually. I hope so. Who did Essendon last beat when they last won a final? Shed. Melbourne. Melbourne is correct. Very good. That's all right. I don't think Jack was born then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unlucky. Okay, before Jack. (laughs) Which player has the most one day international runs? Of all time. Of all time. Sorry. Yep. We're just going to go around for here. We'll we? go Jack, Adam Gilchrist. No. no. Uh, Sachin. Sachin is correct. Well done. Oh, yeah, just because he's, he's played like 4,000 more games than anybody else. 18,426 runs. There you go. Was it one day? Yeah, I said yeah. one day. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised by that. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Right. Who won the AFL Rising Star in 2015? Shed. Weedering? No. Oh, jeez, 2015. I can be doing a draft in 15, though. Um, Petrarca? No. That's, it could have been my rise, rising star year when I didn't get picked up in 14. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Tom Boyd? No. Keep going until you get it. You might not even get it, actually. Who do they play for? Or who did they play for in that year? Melbourne. Oh, God. Jack Clayton Ola. No. No, he's the year after. Oh. Trucks. No, he said trucks. Oh, did he? Jeez, that's hard. Jack, Jesse Hogan. It was Jesse Hogan. Well Ooh, done. Wow. Too old? Is that too old? Yep. Jeez, he only got drafted then. That's interesting. Yeah, feels like he's been around for the son as well. Best year, some people too old. say. Too old. How old was Tiger Woods when he won his first major? Jack, 21. 21 is correct. Yeah. Well okay. Righto. This one's a bit of a long one. Mm-hmm. And you've got a chance to get 
Double points. Double points, but pending, we'll see. Okay. How many professional sporting teams are in New York from the NBA, the NHL, Jack. the NFL? No? Come on. Didn't let him finish the question. Always risky. Knicks, Jets, Rangers, Giants. Yes, keep going. Yankees. Yes. Mets. Well, you didn't let Shed. me finish the question. So Shed. Do you want me to finish the question, Riley? Yeah, right. Right. How many professional sporting teams are in New York from the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, and the MLS? MLS. So they have New York Red Bulls. Yes. And New York City. Yes. Um. He missed the Islanders. He did miss the Islanders. You are correct. So how many points do I get? Well, you get none. Is that one each? Surely that's one each. I've literally just got five eighths of that question. You should have let me finish the question. Do you agree I should get one each? Are you, do you feel like you're... Well, I've got the hard ones. Not necessarily. So well, how much all up? Did you even say the Mets? Yeah, I said the Mets. I said the Yankees and Mets. Okay. How much all up? Eight. So the question is, so you're saying eight? Yeah. How much do you reckon? Uh, I think there's one I'm missing there. So that's what the I'm question is. I'm going to say 10. 10? Yeah. So he's closest to the pin. It's 12. God, what are we missing? So you're missing, so in form New York, yeah. Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah, they're in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah and the Buffalo Sabres. And Brooklyn Sabres. Nets. And the, the Brooklyn Nets. they play? So it's 12. Yeah, fuck. So our trick is. All right, no points. No points awarded for either one. Use both shit. You need to just listen to Oh, the Christ. That's a lot of teams. And MLS. Not fucking yeah, I, just, that. I just threw that in because I actually thought it might have stuffed his over, but it actually didn't. Oh, nah, very good. Right, that was good knowledge without getting a point oh, each. So, yeah. fair enough. Who has the most consecutive games played in the AFL? Jack. Of all time, not currently. Oh. Three, two, one. I let you get time to think. Surely. No, what is this? You don't just buzz in and Three, think. It's buzz in and answer, mate. Two, one. Not Jack Crisp. No. Shed, Adam Goods. No. Ooh. He thought he was very confident he did, in that. He was very confident. He'd be second. Oh, I reckon I do know this. Do we just bounce around now? Yeah, fine. Do No. Someone like Jude Bolton or something like that. Are they currently playing? No. I know. I've I've heard the name and I'll get it wrong, so just give is it the answer. Big, big name? Yeah, big name. Ty Canelli? No. Who's second? All right, maybe? give us a team. I'll give you the team or how many games they played. There's 220 it's something. Matter to me. 244 games they played in a row. Ooh. Do they play backline? Uh, Opposition. They're in the middle. God. 240 in a row in the middle. But no idea. No. They played for Melbourne. Jack. Jones? No. Travis Johnson? No. <laughs> what? And we don't know. We know who they are. Yeah. How long have they not been playing? The list. The listeners are screaming Probably. at their fucking their phones oh, right now. Not played for thirty plus years. Oh, God. Played in the nineties. Oh, geez, that changed. Eighties and nineties. One of Brown though. Jared Healy. No. No, not Jared Healy. Who am I thinking of? Wasn't born in Australia. Jack Jim Steins. Yes. Well done. I didn't. Wow, 244 in a row. 244. Yeah, he still played in the middle. Mitch. 
yeah, he did. That's a, that's where I got confused. Fuck yeah, there's, we a, there's a lot of unhappy that. listeners right now. I apologize to listeners. Yeah, that was geez, we're struggling. Are we giving points to that or not? Yeah, I've yeah, got it right. Oh, oh, four two. We named the whole fucking four hotel two, list. Four two, are you? Yeah. No. No. It was, was two up, all, and then we didn't give points for the New York points, one. So it's three two. Three right. two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cheating dog. Minus right. one. Cheating. <laughs> this is closest to the pin God. for one of the questions. Two. And you have to answer straight away. Right. So, how many races in a row did Winks win? Shed 14. No. Jack, 21. No. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so we're not even close. No, I'm going to do another one. Afterwards. Oh, 19. No, no. Is it in the teens? No, it's not in the 25. Teens. 25. No. 31. Oh, that's close. 32. 32. 33. 34. Yeah, that was Jesus. We're not giving points. There's no points. There's no points. Oh, he should, that's a shit question. He should have gone close to the pin on that. No, I'm going close to the pin now. All right, go. How many wins did Winks have overall? 37. Ooh, 37. Well done. Right on the smack. You only get one point. Jesus. Jeez, that's stiff. <laughs> These are the worst. Can you make it achievable? When it's like quick and like lightning reflexes, that's what it's like. You just need yeah. to get better knowledge. That's right. Hickford's quiz right. next week will be good. Right. Or two. How many left? This is the last question before I'm doing a who am I. Right, gotcha. That's worth double points. Okay. <laughs> Who has the most FIFA World Cup wins? Jack. Brazil. I'm going to say Brazil. He was first. You got to wait for the buzzer. And it was Brazil. <laughs> Look at the face. And he was first. <laughs> Look at the face. So that's unlucky. Look at the face. You didn't, you didn't even give me time to say who it was. I think we're going to need a talking stick around here. Yeah. Learn to take it in turns. It was 100% first. If you did listen to the replay, he was first. Jeez, Let's go wait. back to the repo. We're going to have it in slow motion. But I think yeah, it's... Yeah, <laughs> Jack. 4-3. Four, four, that is... Four, yeah. 4-4, four, oh, four, one of them. Four, nah, I'm on three. He's yeah. on four. Right he on. just wants to make it a close quiz. You need to wait for the quiz master to say who first. Here we go. Right. Yeah, who am I? Give, give the context for the question too and how it works. Please. So there's three questions. Three points for the first question. Two yes. points for the second. So you lose a point for every clue you get. Yeah. Right on. So if I get it, it's a draw, but if I get it in the middle, I win. Okay. If Jack gets it at all, he wins. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good. You happy? Okay. Here we go. Say. So, have to answer straight away as well. No more thinking, Tom. I was born the 9th of October 1975 in Melbourne, Victoria. I made my pro soccer debut in 1993 for the Melbourne Knights before moving overseas to play in Croatia, Scotland, and eventually the Premier League Shed. play. Harry Kuehl. No. God. Does that mean I have to wait for him to guess? Yep. Is that the end of the question? No, I can keep going. Keep going, please. Playing for three Premier League cl- clubs overall. Jack. That's the end of the question. Mark Viduka. Well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I went 50-50 there. Yeah, it's going oh. to be either one of them. Very good. What's that? Eight from ten. So. Well done. Got got stiffed on the ninth question there, too. But that's all right. Um. Thanks for joining in again. We've got a special live event actually in a couple of weeks that is going to be promoted out. Um, so I'll give some more details on the socials and on the upcoming podcast about that. So thanks very much for doing it again, boys. Thanks, everyone, that's still listening, all 12 of you. And um, make sure you buy a shirt, please, because... Uh, we will send them to Brussels as well. Yeah, if Bob, you, Bob, Bob if you want a shirt, just let us know. Yes, exactly right. Thank you very much, guys. See ya.